Yeah, man. A lot of stuff happened in this episode, huh? All right. So if you're hearing this, this is a nearly completely unedited podcast because I am currently moving and that's taken up a lot of the time. And if you don't get a normal podcast on of the normal minute by minute podcasts uh, this week, that's also why. But let's jump into it. I'm Brian. I'm Richard. And we're reviewing the fifth episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Richard, would you like to start so I can catch up with you per the huge? Well, yeah, that intro fight scene was pretty great. Um, like, there's a lot of great moments in that. You can get into the action better than I can, for sure. Um, okay. I think, <laughs> I think um, it starts off with Carly saying... You know, that, oh no, the, the line that uh, came up last week that I wanted to iterate once this week was Carly Morgenthau saying, uh, it's all, all the people that history left out. Did you catch that? You remember that, that line? Uh, it was around the time that she said we have to keep fighting just to be citizens of this world or something. No, no, it was in the recap in the beginning of the episode. Oh, Whatever. okay, I didn't put it's any okay. notes for the recap. Okay. Um, when, okay, so my very first note then, disregarding that that other first note, is um Anthony Walker thinking, okay, and like when... John, John Walker. John Walker, my bad. <laughs> no worries, you were thinking um, about Anthony Mackie. He's got such a charismatic smile. I think Anthony Walker would... Remind me more of Anthony Hopkins. You said reason. Anthony Walker again. I know that. Oh, I'm oh, saying, oh okay, okay. I'm, I'm explaining. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyways, Hoskins tells him he always makes a right decision in the heat of battle, and he has three medals of honor. Like, so obviously, this character is supposed to be pretty vil- villainous. Okay, he's not full blown villain yet. Yeah. But like, if someone has three medals of honor. Like, then they should be experiencing, like, their friends and their men dying in battle, as it is. And so I don't think it's exactly consistent with the story that, like, hey, he's a super experienced veteran soldier, but he's going to break down at this incident. Yeah, I mean, they've talked about in that discussion when he was saying that how uh, it was, you know, the worst days of their lives or the worst day. I don't know if he got all three medals, you know, from the same incident, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. I, I've i never questioned it only because the normal pressure that soldiers are under, you know, higher suicide rates and all that, it's well documented now putting the pressure of the whole world on you mm-hmm. and having the trauma of his friend just die. So I -hmm. think I'm okay with it, probably because they've seeded it for so long, you know, from the Mm -hmm. first time we actually got a scene with him, not including his tag at the end of episode one, he's been questioning himself. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, ideally those two things wouldn't go together. If someone right. always makes the right decision in the heat of battle, though, like then, then he goes off the rails. Like who? I mean, I we are we already talked about 
last time when he originally said that that he did not make the right decisions and how Hoskins actually had to talk him down from that first raid that he did, like calming Mm -hmm. him down from hurting somebody. So I don't know if Hoskins genuinely believed that, which he may have. He may have just believed it, you know, not seeing the flaws that are right in front of his face because this is one of his best friends or his best friend. Uh, Or if he was just telling him what he needed to tell him to, you know, be a good wingman. I suppose. So I, I I never agreed with Hoskins saying that, but Mm -hmm. I guess now we'll never know exactly how he meant that. Right. I feel bad laughing. Uh um yeah yeah. um all right so you mentioned the fight Mm -hmm. i got a couple notes before that uh i thought sam was good at trying to talk john down uh especially considering his history how we were introduced to him essentially in the winter soldier with his support groups so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that sam would be for a moment kind of successful or sounding very um, convincing because he's dealt with so many vets with PTSD, which Hoskins or not Hoskins, uh, John definitely has. Mm -hmm. He definitely has PTSD. No doubt about it. Hoskins may have as well, but actually back to the, your point earlier of them not meshing, it could definitely be fueled by PTSD his uh his panic you know Mm -hmm. because they mentioned one of the worst days of their lives but that made sense to me that sam was so good at it until you know he said gotta give me the shield and hoskins took that the wrong way where he's like so that's what this is about Mm -hmm. but uh and he says you almost had me like you're yeah. doing a good job talking me down, but you're like, no, it's my shield, he says. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. About that, I literally wrote the ego. Woo. <clears throat> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's true. Um, then my next note was part of the fight of, and it wasn't really, I think it would have been easy based on how they filmed it to gloss over it or miss this, but Bucky disarmed John of his gun early on, mm-hmm. which I thought was smart. Mm-hmm. I, I always like when characters aren't just fighting, but they're fighting strategically. You know what I mean? Yep. That's how it should be, in yeah. my opinion. But yeah. Yeah. That was like, a good fight yeah. scene. Like, that was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, man. When he asked, why are you making me do this? First, I watched it with my daughter. I've watched all of these uh, episodes with my daughter. And she said, they're not, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like she immediately, I hadn't explained Then I paused it and explained to her how, why are you making me do this is the abuser's excuse. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just people literally, whether they're doing this, which doesn't exist in the real world or like. <clears throat> Domestic abuse, saying, why are you making me do this? Mm-hmm. 
Like, what do you think? Like, that that just rung to me as the abuser's excuse. Like, how they rationalize their abuse. Like, mm-hmm. you're making me do this. I don't want to do this. You know? Right. Yeah, I... I wasn't totally aware that it was a classic abuser tactic. I um, I've just seen that pattern. And like the and, only times I've heard why are you making me do this have right. basically been in abusive and, and maybe not even not even a well thought out tactic, but just something that they do, you know, something that comes up and then because I don't know. I, I've always been astounded. There's like a line in The Walking Dead, Merle, who uh is played by oh Oh, why can't I think of who plays Yandu in Gardens of the Galaxy? I know who you're talking about. That's Dave Batista. Mm. Just kidding. I forgot, so I just said that. Okay. <laughs> I know okay, who okay, you're okay. talking about. Yeah. Yandu. I have a fun story about Michael that. Rooker. Yeah. So he actually he... was about to turn down Yandu because of his Walking Dead commitment. And mm-hmm. James Gunn was like, ah, oh, nuts. And then like he he found out soon later, soon after that, that he was going to be killed off. So he was like, uh, good news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you were saying Michael Rooker in uh, Walking Dead? Yeah, no. So uh, his character Merle says a line. Um, I don't know why I do what I do. I, sometimes I wonder that why I feel that way. And I do it, but it wasn't like a humorous thing. Like he was serious because yeah. earlier he betrayed one of the people um spoilers because he had it yeah I, this is a very gray character more more on the bad side gray than good side gray you know it's yeah. just that he's the, he's the brother of one of the main good guys and he loves his brother yeah. and so like he always so anyways um like that kind of goes back to that where like why are you making me do this these people do not know the deepest parts of their motivation a lot of people don't you know yeah true like and so like he feels he's acting out of responsibility it's not totally that he 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 got slighted that he didn't get the shield that they want to take the shield away and he was like no (laughs) and there's a lot of things that go into that you know so all right and then um i have three more notes the first one was his uh, I am Captain America and ripping off Sam's shields or wings and almost killing yeah. Sam. Yeah. Holy shit. That mm-hmm. was like... Uh, I loved Bucky coming in to save Sam, of course. Right. But like, whoo, doing that same move too that he just did 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. He totally doesn't see what being Captain America was, <laughs> like what that act, what it actually was supposed to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't know why Sam acted stunned and hurt and incapacitated after his wings got ripped off. They're mechanical, you know what I mean? Like, I went back to double check to see if I missed anything. That's just that's the one flaw of this fight scene, I think. Uh, was that when Bucky was walking away and he was looking at the shield? That was at the instance where uh, Sam's wings get ripped off. Gotcha. Okay, I yeah. gotta look so, back at that moment. But he suddenly he's in a physical struggle with him as he's ripping off his wings. He gets his wings ripped off, and he's like, "Oh!" <laughs> and... <laughs> I'll have to look at that again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I did say that Sam's sucker punch to Cap was great. <laughs> oh, what what was that? Sam's sucker punch to Cap was great. Mm-hmm. After that, when uh, Cap was fighting Bucky. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I missed that. But their finishing move where he spun uh, John Walker around and then Anthony Mackie ran into him with the shield for like a freaking whipping power power slam or yeah. whipping yeah it was pretty cool yeah that i i wrote damn because i'm pretty sure i went damn <laughs> <laughs> and then uh wrote that was the best three dudes fighting and falling down at the end sequence in all of the mcu and mm-hmm. why i wrote that is because i was remembering the avengers one fight between uh Iron Man and Thor mainly, and then Captain America comes in. He's like, put that hammer down. You want me to put the hammer down? And then he hits the shield and and everyone's right. like fall, falling over even though a lot of people have joked that it didn't make sense uh, mm-hmm. for how they were actually placed, but then it ends with just Cap going, are we done now? <laughs> <laughs> and I liked this a lot more. It it was much more satisfying or more satisfying and, you know, didn't actually violate the, how the characters were spaced out. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Um, when John Walker is passed out and his eyes are closed, mm-hmm. there's a, a side profile shot where he looked remarkably like Chris Evans, like straight up. I, I was wondering if that was intentional, but uh-huh. probably not. I was, it's just like, Eyes closed, he's passed out. Yeah. I, I was just, that took me for some reason, but it might just be uh, a misobservation by me. No, so. I, didn't, I didn't notice that moment. That makes, I mean, that makes sense. That's what they're going mm-hmm. for, right? If um, it is. Like I said, it might be a misobservation, like something I saw that they didn't actually intend, you know? Oh, I meant like the government's going for. So, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Um, all right, so I actually had two more notes about just the end of that. Was why is Bucky leaving now that Sam has the shield? You know, like I didn't, I didn't really understand that moment. Uh, and then Sam trying to wipe the blood off the shield really hit like just at the end of that. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I didn't catch that, but I remember the shot, and like, yeah, that is a pretty symbolic moment. Yeah, I was just like, it made me think that you can't. I know he was doing it because of his respect for Steve. I'm assuming, but part of me thought, uh, yeah, you can't wipe the blood off the red, white, and blues. You know, like just that history. Hmm. Just kind of, kind of like um, metaphorically or symbolically, no matter how much you might try to like sanitize the country's history, it's always part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And um, my next, I, I made a note. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah, I made talking. a note. Like, at this point, they made no mention of Zemo yet. Later, you know, uh, Bucky does something about Zemo. But at this point, I was like, they just lost Zemo, like a bunch of irresponsible guys. They just mm-hmm. lost one of the biggest war criminals in the world, and they don't even mention it. They're just <laughs> like, oh, we lost him. <laughs> yeah, at least at this point, I mean, I would hope they 
wouldn't be a uh, chit chatty about that during the fight, considering they're going up against a new <clears throat> super soldier. But yeah. Um, okay, so my next note is sometimes there's nothing to do until there's something to do. So do you have anything before that? Because that's him talking to his military buddy. I forget his name. Yeah. I don't think that's the same military buddy as in the beginning of the series, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel bad. I, I'm sorry to that actor that I didn't recognize him. I was like, that's a different guy, right? Yeah, that's a different guy. Yeah, he had his face <laughs> punched in last time. Which, by the way, we still don't know who that... I don't think we know who that long-haired guy was that played Frisbee with that guy's body. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, it's the same guy. Gotcha. Comes, oh, Torres. Torres, that's his name. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, my only other note about that scene was Torres having no issue with him taking the shield and Sam abandoning the wings and then I did the emoji with the big with the bugged out eyes. That's just like Yeah. Um That's true. I didn't catch that either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Torres is military, so I expected something to be like or even just a yeah, this will be our little like yeah, don't don't worry about it. Just Mm -hmm. but uh Mm -hmm. the uh sam abandoning the wings i'm shocked Mm -hmm. especially since like early on he was like anytime your guys touch it it always glitches out or red wing glitches out and now he's just like nah keep it Mm -hmm. well they're broken right if he ends up being uh a shield wielding winged dude because he's already experienced with the wings i mean that can only help him right that only gives him more abilities right yeah and he's been doing flips and stuff later on but he he got a wing ripped off in winter soldier by the winter soldier so i mean he could definitely no matter what he could he could repair that Um, Mm -hmm. but i think possibly the reason why he doesn't could tie into something that comes up later in this episode, but we'll get to that. What's your next note so I can catch up to it again? When John Walker is being, it's like they're reading um, his sentencing, you can say, and they're just like, afterwards he says, they just do not know what it takes to be Captain America. So obviously he's been taking the pressure. It's been a huge pressure on him. He's accepting it to his credit, but it's not affecting him well, you know, and yeah. he believes that he should be Captain America. That's the burden that he's carrying that he, it's like, no, I'm what's best for this country. I'm Captain America. Yeah. And he's like, you know, not even looking his wife in the eyes when she's talking to him. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's like a powerful shot there. He's kind of losing a part of himself a little bit. Yeah, so my note for that whole sentencing was, quote, and received no benefits, uh, end quote. The, I put uh, the government failed John, too, because he mm-hmm. even says, you built me. And I'm like, mental health counseling should have always been a part of the choosing process and the job. Like, I don't know what they expected. Like, 
I don't know. They probably just got cocky or was like, yeah, we can find the next Captain America, someone who's never needed to go to a therapist. And that or maybe, or maybe he did. You know, maybe Steve did. We don't know. But yeah. uh, just the arrogance to be like, yeah, we could find somebody who could take all this pressure and take the responsibility and the legacy and be totally fine. Oh, no, no, we messed up. Actually, they messed up. Uh, fuck them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that. That just rang so typical. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's like uh, to to make a weird analogy. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk has talked. Anytime he talks about how uh, like boomers or whatever insult millennials, he's like, "Dick, you raise them." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as a right. as a point of like, hey, maybe you should consider your own part in all this and. Jeez, like, yeah, it's nice, like, relatively speaking for John, it's nice that he didn't get arrested, but the government should just be like, mm, nah, I wash my hands of you, and don't give you any VA benefits. Like, <clears throat> dude is fucked in the head. You yeah. know that. And your <clears throat> solution is now take away his mo- his money to possibly get it for, get that help on his own. Or, and take away the VA benefits that could possibly get him that help as well. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, you hear a horrible. <sighs> Jeez. So another thing that crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on. I was about to skip. Uh, I'm go- Should I jump to my next note? Do you have more notes? Uh, I have one about Valentina, which I'm. Um, the one thing that bums me out about the the watching pro- uh, process so far is the l- one little thing that I get spoiled every week, and it was knowing that uh, Louis Dreyfus was showing up. <laughs> oh, okay. I fucking hate that. I, I wasn't hate... even sure if that was Julia Louis Dreyfus. So yeah, hell yeah, it was. I, I thought it might have been, but yeah. Yeah, my only note that I put uh, was Valentina Purple definitely a villain and then the power broker question mark but now i don't think that anymore um Mm. although i also say i i loved for the character that she ignored his wife until she came to and your number one best decision tied with marrying this smoke show how you doing (laughs) 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 it likes it's so Everyone knows that meant nothing. She did that just uh, for like the the punchline, like how you right. doing, and never acknowledging you again, um, mm-hmm. is answering my call when I call or whatever she said. Right. Um, but yeah, dude. Ooh, I'm excited for her, dude. Okay, so she comes on screen. John Walker is having his big blow up, and like. Just how pompous that character is was mm-hmm. like angering to me. Maybe that's what they were going for, you know? Oh, yeah. Just a character uh, that comes on screen. But uh, I don't John think I'm being sexist. Or, or Valentina. Valentina. Okay. Just, just I don't think I'm being sexist because if it were a dude, I would be sitting there thinking, why are they getting screen time? This is just pissing me off. <laughs> like. Oh, just because they're a dickish character? No. No, I don't. I'm what, just what, like I got confused by you this? saying why are they getting screen time? That's yeah. 
<laughs> like I get it's probably supposed to be some sort of villainous character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like still have no context on who that person is. Oh yeah. No, we okay. don't. It's just some and like I don't know. I think they could have done a better job introducing that character. Yeah, my guess is either she's the power broker, although mm-hmm. I don't feel that a hundred percent. Or mm-hmm. she'll be the resources that allowed John to enter mm-hmm. back into the fray in the sixth episode. And she mm-hmm. will then be a long-standing villain from then on. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure... I didn't write down her full name. I'm, I'm sure she's some very important uh, character in the comics. Actually, I can just search really quick. Who is Valentina... Allegra de Fontaine. She is a fictional espionage agent appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Uh, that doesn't answer anything about her. Uh, little has been revealed about the past of Contessa Valentina. Uh, she, I don't, nah, I'm not going more into this. This is just going to waste a lot of time. She and her parents were sleeper agents for love leviathan inside the italian anti-communism movement so no idea uh she might not be the power broker let me just control f power broke nope it did not come up on the marvel.fandom.com site so i i think this is a clever way to introduce a villain that will be around for a long time let me just say that. Mm-hmm. You know, she's there to kind of support his possibly last uh, time in the MCU, John Walker's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, I just love her as an actress. So, uh, yeah, even if it was a waste of time for this series, I'm still like, yeah, but we got her. So. so it kind of feels like how they had jeremy renner cameo in thor one except with more purpose to the plot Mm -hmm. that's just me gotcha what's your next note how many times do we have to pay with our lives to be it sounded like you said oh yeah, sorry. Love that note. My last thing about this scene was there's a dirty little state secret. It doesn't belong to the government. The shield. Mm. Yeah. Like, I guess that makes sense. We're thinking back. Uh, Stark's dad made it, and he mm-hmm. was a contractor for the government, or you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he partnered with them. So I guess he technically made it, if he never sold it to the government, then. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Yeah. You're so new. how many times do we have to pay with our lives to be citizens of this goddamn planet? Yep. Wrote so. That down too. Yeah. Like that didn't hit hard for me. Cause like my awareness of the planet is that like China is China. Russia is Russia. Bad things happen in both of those places. You know, the Middle East is the Middle East. South America is South America. And so when they're, it's like, they're, I don't, the part that I'm hung up on, and maybe I'm misunderstanding something, so, uh, is like, the, the globe 
there's not like global citizens like global citizens don't exactly exist you know like they're expecting a global society and that they're supposed to be accepted into it and i don't get what get that line they said that during the five years the world essentially got rid of its borders it was so much more accepting of other people Mm -hmm. so that and there were so many more jobs that it was like it was one globe instead of many different nations. And they mentioned that now that everybody came back, they started solidifying their borders again. Right. But then after it goes back to the way it was before, then she's like, Oh, I'm not accepted as a global citizen. Well, they're, they're trying to stop that from happening Mm -hmm. because it hasn't fully taken effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I took the citizen of the world to just mean, just be a citizen who's not hunted and not rejected, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think you're more right in your interpretation of that line. What, mm-hmm. what I'm taking from that is during the five years, it was like the world was supposed to be after, uh, the squid was dropped in New York and Watchmen. You know, everyone had a common enemy, so they stopped uh-huh. fighting amongst themselves. Whereas uh-huh. the MCU had a common trauma, so <laughs> they put aside. They, I mean, hell, if half the people went away, I would hope, you know, we'd stop hating each other. You know, I don't know if I could hope that North Korea would stop being a dick to their own citizens, but oh yeah, yeah you know, I I would hope we Russia would not care as much about meddling in our election the next time, or mm-hmm. you know, us getting oil from some country and abusing our military power kind of deal. You know, mm-hmm. I would hope. So that's what they've explained happened during the five years. Is it be- we became more united as a as a planet as a people mm-hmm. and now we're losing that so that's been the main fight and she's going them. about it by bombing embassies and stuff she yeah she, well she i don't know was that an embassy i know she bombed she bombed that military outpost for hoarding six months of supplies while people were starving so. and or maybe it was a grc headquarters of some sort yeah that that was my other note about this scene was the grc raided the nonprofit place I don't I don't know if it was a nonprofit but you know you know what I mean. Um mm-hmm. that was I get their their logic or the way they came to that ultimate but like uh, who who in that area will see you as the good guy? You know. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like the place didn't keep doing stuff. If you want to be a a control freak about it or whatever just let them keep doing their stuff and force them to accept a couple soldiers to be there you know mm-hmm. grc soldiers then you cover the base of we'll see if these terrorists come back but you don't stop the good work for the little kids that are just coming there to get some education and some food mm-hmm. yeah messed up situation um yeah. My next note involves the graveyard scene, uh, Bucky confronting Zemo. At the Sokovian Memorial? Yeah. Yeah, that was my next note. So, 
I didn't get the part where Bucky's like, oh, I'm going to act like I'm toying with your life and then pull the trigger and it's going to be empty. Like, I thought they had a somewhat, not amicable relationship, but like they understood each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it seems out of character for Bucky to kind of toy with his life and pull, act like he's going to kill him and then not kill him. Yeah. I don't know. I, that whole scene was spoiled for me because the dropping of the bullets was in one of the trailers, you know? So I mm-hmm. knew it was always going to be empty. Maddie didn't, though. That mm-hmm. that was a little bit of a roller coaster for her. Uh, mm-hmm. I wrote, I've decided I'm not going to kill you, which seemed a little out of character for Zemo in terms <laughs> of his previously stated totalitarian view of super soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Oh, yeah. When uh, my next note is when Bucky took the safety off. Uh, Maddie said he's going to be with his family about Zemo, and I was like, "That's dark." <laughs> Holy Because <laughs> I told her like that. That was where he lost his family at the beginning mm-hmm. of the scene. In case she forgot, mm-hmm. and. Oh my god, that was dark. <laughs> she's like, he's gonna, and she says so matter of factly. She's like, he's gonna be with his family. It's <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> um, but and then the yeah, Dora, the Dora Milaje. Yeah, yeah, I just wrote down Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> they take him in, and I don't know. They might sentence him to death. <laughs> they you said know? they said they were. I think they said they were bringing him to the raft, which was the prison where the Avengers, Caps Avengers, were being held in the Civil War. Okay. Um, I think they said the raft, but uh, yeah. So he might just be in jail for the rest of his lives, you know, until we need him again in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think he's going to show up in episode six, Zemo? If he breaks out, I don't know. Yeah, that that might be too much. Cause, only because I wrote that goodbye was honestly super satisfying and respectable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think maybe his whole gun thing was him showing that he had also planned to kill Zemo at the end of this, but changed his mind. Like, that violence isn't the answer. Always. Maybe. That's a better theory than I could come up with, so that's a good theory, so. Either way, even, you know, the the roller coaster of that worked for Maddie. <laughs> because <laughs> she she was surprised by that i just thought it was a dick move of buggy to <laughs> to do that but yeah <laughs> it is kind of poetic because zemo planned on killing himself at the end of civil war but black panther stopped him and then mm-hmm. when zemo thought he'd die by bucky's hand that was also taken away from him mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting uh, all right. My next note is Sam's bringing the shield to Isaiah, even though I I knew it wasn't gonna be like that because in the first teaser we saw him throwing the shield at the tree, so I knew <laughs> Isaiah wouldn't accept it. But my prediction was he was bringing it to give it to him, which 
I don't know if that was the intention because Isaiah said don't take it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam didn't say I was going to give this to you. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about that scene? I have some more notes about the scene, but. Yeah, that character has been through some terrible BS. Um, that's absolutely terrible. Like yeah. now we know why yeah. he was in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of made me think, like you know, people can mess up on the super soldier serum and have it could have bad side effects. I was wondering if maybe that could happen with the most recent batch, um, and maybe that might affect the flag smashers or something. Maybe they act out more aggressively now because of it. Who knows? Or maybe the serum is messing with John Walker also. So, Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, they've all taken the same batch. It's definitely the same batch now. So it's not a pick and shoot or like it's not a bunch of different serums. And we also had Paul or not Paul. Um, I was thinking of Paul Walker. Uh, John Walker freaking out before he took the serum, like having those close kind of rack focusy, or I don't know how to describe it, those shots showing that he's having a panic attack. Yeah. So, or maybe not a panic attack, but a mental break. So personally, I don't know if the serum is doing that. However, Zemo has said that people in with too much power, it tends to corrupt them so it just makes you more of who you are so yeah it definitely probably i don't know maybe him still getting his ass handed to him or being challenged after he has a superhero super soldier serum Mm -hmm. amplified amplified his um insecurity about it and then you know, just having that f- power at her fingertips has uh, strengthened. What's her name? Carly. Mm-hmm. Her resolve in her mission. Mm-hmm. But you know, her second in command—that that dude with the longer hair—you know—isn't so gung gun ho all the time. He he tends yeah. to be a little more cautious. Like, is this the right thing? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, um, the, oh crap. I had a really good thing to bring up. I messed up. Uh, hang on. So, um, John Walker, he, the, the thing that I was surprised that they didn't tackle was like a typical thing that a lot of soldiers do go through, mm-hmm. um, are things like survivor's guilt. Okay. Where, like, you know, it's a weird condition where actually feeling so much and caring so much for someone actually works against you in that condition because you feel like it then it should have been you that died in it, you know? Like, why did this, like, how did this all shake out? Uh, survivor's like, guilt about uh, Hoskins being killed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes, I was going to say, because I know there must have been a little bit of survivor's guilt when they were talking about how many more people they could have saved if they had the serum. You know, that little conversation where he was like, before he actually took it. Uh, I, I'm talking about like, yeah, but, but like yeah, normally but yeah, there's, survivor's there's... guilt is a form of really intense depression, yeah. you know? 
and where like that's a huge thing they question life like maybe it should have been me that died you know like so like but they didn't he they didn't really show him experiencing that i would have thought that might have been a motivator of some of his uh him wanting to kill all the flag smashers now i'm assuming that's what he wants i'm assuming he wants to kill the flag smashers um so yeah yeah i honestly with how erratic he's being and how he keeps like lying about who actually killed hoskins or Mm -hmm. just not understanding like maybe he didn't i need to go back to that fight scene and see if he actually knew consciously or if he just assumed um, but I wouldn't be surprised if his main priority right now is just reclaiming that shield as like, <clears throat> I don't know, a better way to say it. And I kind of like how this sounds, uh, as an extension of his, the little dick energy he's been having, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if he, if he reclaims that shield, then he will feel like he's Captain America again. And then he'll feel like he he's the man everyone was previously telling him he was like he was that he's worthy actually yeah the shield might be a symbol for him as validation just as much as it was for bucky Mm. all these people putting so much uh too much weight into a frisbee Mm -hmm. yeah i mean I think him saying that he killed you when he was talking to Falcon and Winter Soldier, he was saying, yeah, he killed him. He killed uh, Hoskins. Right. I think that's just the tendency for people where if they're really mad at a group of people, they paint them all with the same brush there. He just hates the flag smashers now because his his boy died fighting them, you know? Yeah. But when the family asked, is he the one who killed Hoskins? Mm-hmm. He said yes. Yeah. In his mind, he's validated because he might as well have. He's from the same group. That's that's what he's doing. He's like painting them all with the same brush. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. I I mean, just like they said, Hoskins would be happy that the man who killed him, you know, has been punished or whatever. Right. It just seems, it seems too specific, you know, mm-hmm. for him to not understand that he's lying. Like, so yes, then, you know, he's lying. Even if he is painting everyone with the same brush, like that, I can get. But he's so he explicitly saying that, like, no, this is the guy who definitely was the one who killed Hoskins, and I wouldn't let him get away. He you know? he knows that technically he's lying, but he doesn't care. It's all the same to him. Yeah. But then they get more specific. The family, they're like, oh, he would be so happy knowing that he got justice. That, And then he's like, well, looks like you got to kill Carly. That's what he's thinking as she's hugging him. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, that that makes sense. I didn't read that. Um, oh, wait. What, what am I saying that his priority is to get back the shield? He's making a new shield. So. Yeah. Never mind. I guess that yeah. is a way to get it back. But uh, a, a crappier shield that he made in his garage. Give me a break. Come yeah, on. I'm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> All right. So my other notes for Isaiah, I have a few. Um, was when he told, it's two lines, but when he told Sam, "You understand, every black man does, whether you want to deny it or not." And then he said, "If you ain't bitter, you're blind." I think that was the quote. Mm-hmm. I I like 
I like how they're handling this. How th- I think this is my favorite episode. Mm. It started off with a kick-ass fight, but all of it was more character. And I was just thinking, this is why I've stuck with the MCU. Even if the fights can be repetitive, you know, in certain movies like, uh, you know, faceless armies come around like Avengers, Iron Man 3, Avengers 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, um, you know, just here's a horde of baddies for us to kill. I'm here for the the arguments, the character struggles with each other, how they butt heads. That's what's mm-hmm. kept me here. And mm-hmm. all this character stuff, ugh, delicious. Like yes, mm-hmm. like last week's episode was definitely a roller coaster. Like oh oh shit oh shit, but and that's great. I mm-hmm. think that's my second favorite. Mm-hmm. I'll say, uh, but this this one definitely the conversations and how they're tackling things. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I've never lived as a black man. Okay, like, mm-hmm. so I'm picking up insights from different black people in the real world and in media and everything. Same. Um, sometimes they conflict and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Like, um, it's a good so, note because, like, I forget what video I was talking about. Or I was watching recently, but it talked about like how it's flawed to take one person's opinion to represent a whole race because no person is a monolith or can Mm -hmm. speak for, you know, or no one group is a monolith. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if every black person felt and thought exactly the same there, we wouldn't have had uh, Morgan Freeman saying that racism or prejudice didn't exist because he was successful. And same um, with Lil Wayne, and the, Wayne. can can you wholly discredit what they're what they said? Like one hundred percent discredit it. Well, I th- I believe I saw somewhere that Morgan Freeman came around, like took back what he said. Hmm. I think anyone, I think those instances could be proven false. You know, if you took some time. And like just went over the data. Um, it would depend on if they would dig in their heels or accept new information. That's the mm-hmm. real challenge. Um, so I think, yeah, I think. Th- what was your question? <laughs> Can you one hundred percent discredit Morgan Freeman and Lil Wayne when they say when they 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 both kind of had the same message, like? They they felt they didn't experience racism. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, you know, I wouldn't say shut up, <laughs> you know, like what's, what's that one uh, kind of disrespectful thing, like shut up and act or shut up and sing, you know, that mm-hmm. whole thing. I wouldn't just say, no, 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 stop. I'd, I'd ask Elon Musk to stop giving COVID advice because he's been consistently wrong and that is uh, damaging uh, people's health if they listen. I mean, to it. It, if you had that conversation with Elon Musk, do you think he'd present new other information to you and try to convince you you're wrong? It'd probably yeah. be like a, uh, at least a mini debate. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be a debate. So I don't, I wouldn't, uh, I mean, there has to be 
times, conscious or not, where Morgan Freeman and Lil Wayne were discriminated against. They just didn't pick up on it, you know? Everyone has their own reality distortion field. I Mm. used to... The words, I am colorblind, have left my lips before. And I have learned that that was dumb to say. So... I think everyone... Like, if you see a pattern, your brain automatically makes connections to it. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, in that sense, everyone can be prejudgmental. Everyone can be a little discriminatory. That's what I think. Um, Everyone has blind spots or places where they lack knowledge or information. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no one will ever be able to understand every situation as much as the person who experienced it. We will Mm -hmm. never, just like Bucky says later, uh, you know, not thinking about what it would mean for a black man to be handed the shield, not understanding what an experience could be coming from a black man. We will never intimately know that Mm -hmm. without some weird Freaky Friday kind of thing happening. Literally being in someone's skin of that. But the more we listen, the more we try to educate ourselves, uh, we can, to an extent, understand. Never fully, but... Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um okay, my next two notes are they told them it was tetra tetanus, tetris, fuck. Tetanus. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Wow. I, mm-hmm. I know uh oh uh Dark Waters, I think it was, or something like that. Uh it had Mark Ruffalo in it and it was telling the true story of a lawyer who sued the inventor of Teflon for covering up the negative side effects. And it went so far as in they literally gave workers Teflon laced cigarettes to smoke and told them to smoke and then monitored their health like on breaks and stuff Mm -hmm. and then monitored the health and found out it was fucking cancerous and didn't do shit. (laughs) Yeah. Real thing. Real thing. Real company did just, Mm -hmm. yep. We're not telling you you're going to be our guinea pigs for a fucking cancer thing. We're just going to give you cigarettes, not mm-hmm. not pay for your whatever, not compensate you, not inform you. You're just our fucking guinea pigs. Um, so, wow. yeah, a lot of this, a lot of this fictional stuff that's been fictionalized or sci fi or superheroed is just like striking is just striking a chord. For It's sex. meant to reflect things that really happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then my next note was Isaiah disobeyed orders and saved POW soldiers. Mm -hmm. Does that sound familiar to you in the MCU at any point? Did Captain America do that? In the first Avenger. Mm -hmm. He was on his tour and he found out that Bucky's, um, battalion, I don't know, his group got captured. He's like, what's the plan? Uh, win the war that's the plan and he was told to just go get out of get out of his face and he decided to go against uh, behind enemy lines and break them out against orders or whatnot and 
he was rewarded. And what did Isaiah get? He got put in jail and experimented on for 30 years until someone literally faked his fucking death so mm-hmm. he could get out. Like, that was a life sentence. He got a life sentence mm-hmm. for not hurting anybody who wasn't bad. Right. Presumably. Yeah. I'm sure they got him like, oh, he's disobeying orders, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but... they court-martialed his ass. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus and, um... Christ. There have been happenings in Vietnam, I believe. No, I'm getting this off a TV show, so it's an unreliable source. But I've seen in TV shows, like, the U.S. has bombed uh, enemy camps that had their POWs in it. You know? like They commented on that, too. Yeah, that's what I mean. But that's a TV show, so I would want to, like, actually verify the source and, like, verify exactly what it was. But, like, it's something where it's, like, I believe that happened. I'm pretty sure that happened before. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my next note is they erased me. They've been doing that for 500 years. Uh, I know I've mentioned Bo Burnham's stand-up before, uh, but this was, and I think this might've also been make happy, which you haven't seen, but he at one point said, uh, you know, uh, learned a lot of things in school or no it was it was uh it was riffing or it was a way to kind of shit on uh the superiority complex that white people can have and he's Mm -hmm. like you know it's not fair because white people we've done a lot of things Mm -hmm. uh we invented a lot of things uh, everything but peanut butter i believe you know, the uh, the public school system having a racial bias. No way. Um, so that that kind of reminded me of just like whitewashing history to reduce cre- the credit or the the traumas done to people of color. Mm-hmm. It, it hit me like uh, Killmonger saying, uh, dump me in the ocean. Like my ancestors who knew it would be better to die than to live shackled or, you know, you know, that's not the exact quote, but yeah. Which also led into his, one of his final things, which was they will never let a black man be Captain America. And even if they did, no self-respecting black men would ever want to be. Mm-hmm. Just kind of uh, supports my idea. Don't be Captain America. Just be something else. Rebrand. Yeah, like like we were saying earlier, like I've not lived as a black person, right? So I'm not going to assume and just take this as the one source one end all be all source of the black experience and how they should feel personally but that's just me oh as in like they've been erasing black people for the last 500 years thing not i mean not exactly that like i know oh, oh sorry the uh the no black man would ever want to be captain america yeah i forgot what i said last my bad mm-hmm. um 
good news. I don't feel as tired anymore. I stopped taking my sleeping pills. (laughs) I think uh, that's been the lingering side effect. And Mm -hmm. now I'm going to (sighs) yawn. Good timing, Mm -hmm. yawn. So, yeah. The next part. uh, What is it? Like, so... My notes, I just enjoyed the section where he goes back to Louisiana, he fixes up the boat, it's him and Bucky and his sister and all their stuff together, and then working on the boat, and then she ends up, like, I didn't even take notes on that part, I just sat back and enjoyed it, you know? Oh yeah, I got like 70,000 notes on that. Do it. <laughs> uh, Sam being okay with selling the boat, that, mm-hmm. was, uh, that was a bit of a surprise, and I was like, nice, you know? Right. He came around to understand what his sister wanted. So, yeah. Yeah. And nice. then, uh, quote unquote, Mr. Falcon calling in favors from the community. Like, that's <laughs> just, I've never, I've never been a part of a community like that. I think the closest I ever got was when I was in dorms in college. Like, we all were just chill. We'd, we'd like, be cool with some random stranger knocking on our dorm room and be like, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It was a cool experience. However, I also very regularly have the idea of getting familiar with a neighbor is just exhausting. I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to do that. I got friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. We we could just be nice neighbors who are just like, hey, neighbor, and never go beyond that. <laughs> uh, so I don't right. know what the fuck is wrong with me. <laughs> but No, that's a normal feeling, bro. That's okay. (laughs) But I like the community. Mm -hmm. I like the feel of their community. That's that's nice. Yeah, Um, so actually, speaking of communities, like Catholic Church, I never felt that kind of community. My current church, they attempt to do that. And sometimes they're so-so on it. I appreciate the honest effort for everyone to be like, all in it and helping each other that's the only place i ever felt that community i think in america we kind of live on an individual in uh an individual focused society yeah so like not like everyone's selfish and everything but everyone it's encouraged that everyone support themselves you know and not necessarily need others so yeah there's a there's a very strong undercurrent of survival of the fittest of even simple things like no if you're on food stamps you're a leech to the system you Mm -hmm. know you should be ashamed Mm -hmm. um yeah as if like that's why we pay taxes dude like so that if one of us falls they there are institutions and resources in place to help us get back up like Mm -hmm. damn yeah like yeah and what's funny is those same people who say that have no issue with the record-breaking prices that we or amounts of money that we put into military industrial complex Mm -hmm. um which is like we need it we we definitely need the military otherwise we will be under china and russia and north korea's rule Mm -hmm. at the very least that's why we need it Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, my next one is, ah, Bucky came to help. Uh-huh. 
And then, all right, I have my prediction, which I would not tell Maddie because I thought they were just going to show it in this episode. But I, of course, they're going to show it in the next episode. What's in the box? What do you think? The the gray box with the black striping, sort of mm-hmm. angled the, striping on it. The thing Bucky brought that said, as soon as you sign for this, <laughs> you know. As soon as you sign up for this, what? No, he was pretending he was a delivery person. He's like, I just need you to sign for this. Mm-hmm. Never mind. What's in gotcha. the briefcase that Bucky bought? What do you didn't think? They sh- didn't they show it at the end? Or nope. maybe I just thought I saw it? Uh, I think he, it's like... he opened it, but we got a uh, the uh, pulp, fi- pulp Fiction angle. I think it's a, a Captain America suit. You do? I think, I think I wrote Wakanda Wings. <laughs> yeah right Could be. i mean he asked ao for ao right mm. i don't want to mess that up again or or a new suit yeah yeah but he, he was like let me let me ask for one more favor so that's my prediction i i mean it could be a, it could be a new suit it could be anything but that that's the reason i said i thought he abandoned the wings because and not try to fix them because he was going to end up getting Wakanda wings. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also wrote that I think Sam and Bucky are going to end up taking the boat to be heroes under the radar. Like secret Avengers. <laughs> I see. Could be. That, that's what I wrote during the episode when uh, she stopped him from painting over the names. I mm-hmm. it might just stay in the family. Mm-hmm. But, but. I don't think the U.S. government is going to be happy that Sam took the shield, especially since they're trying to take it back. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Oh, yeah, we didn't have uh, uh, any repercussions yet of uh, Bucky possibly losing his his pardon. However, right. I've been seeing headlines of the showrunner say that they had ideas or our producers say they had ideas for a possible season two. So, you know, whereas WandaVision was a one-off mm-hmm. naturally, because she's going to end up being in Dr. Strange too. Um, mm-hmm. I could, I could see a, a traveling, you know, avenging duo kind mm-hmm. of deal mm-hmm. on a little boat. <laughs> Maybe not, <laughs> maybe not the boat, but you know, it would yeah. be an easy way to hide out and move around a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. That'd be a long travel for um, yeah. what's about to happen in New York, you know. Well, no, they're in Louisiana, right? Mm-hmm. They can't take that boat there. No, I, I'm saying I think the end of the series is going to be them sailing oh, okay. off right. in that boat. Um, okay, Brian. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting. They're going to have a third battle of New York or what? I guess they are. They had that. Whatever. Seems Um, that way. Yeah. All right. So my, I'm just going to speed run through a bunch of these notes because I'm sure they're small. Uh, Bucky and Sarah being flirty and I put a kissing emoji. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Heineken product placement. Yeah. True that. Uh, okay. This, uh, I guess that's the end of me skipping over stuff because my next note is John lying to Lamar's family. Yeah. That's just... Dude, that family, I'll be so fucking pissed if I found out Mm -hmm. that that he came around 
this this person who I who I feel is my own is like my own blood. You mm-hmm. know, I assume that's how close their relationship's been. Mm-hmm. He said he'll always be there for them. Mm-hmm. To find out that he fucking lied right to my face, right mm-hmm. to my goddamn face. You can lie to everybody else, you know. Right. Like I could, I could understand the logic of that. Trying to stick to your guns, like no, he was the one who, who killed it to get to get out of trouble, mm-hmm. to kill who killed not killed it. Jeez, killed Lamar. His name's Lamar, right? Hoskins. Yeah. Yeah. But to fucking come to me and lie to my face about who, you, who killed my son, and to make me think that at least uh, a justice, as dirty of a justice that may have been, mm-hmm. had been served. Ooh, you fucking piece of shit, man. Well, when he was being asked by Falcon Winter Soldier earlier, too, he's just like, <laughs> he's like, we killed him. It's like we were talking about earlier. Like, uh, that he, that them- same... Uh, <laughs> thing happened to the mic oh, okay. i don't know if i explained that well where where he went no you killed him you know mm-hmm. or no he killed him like he, he said the same thing to bucky and falcon when they know what happened and they're trying to tell him no that wasn't the dude that killed him and he's like no he killed him like yeah, that's yeah. that broad I, strokes I, thing that we were talking about like yeah. it's like you said like but he, like when La- when lamar's family finds out even if he genuinely believes it you know finding out factually that he was wrong, whether he believes the lie or not. Mm-hmm. Dude, just... Just imagining. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, Alright, so I accurately predicted that Sharon broke Batrek out of jail. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Like, did she... you know? Did you pick up on that before he showed up? I had the subtitles on, and then it says Batrock talking on the phone. Like, so that's like... (laughs) I I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for the subtitles. All I heard was a little bit of French-Canadian there. uh, Or French, like, over the phone. And, like, I I don't think I would have pieced that together right away. But it says on the thing, George, as, like, in the subtitles. So, like... Or no, it says Batrock. It says Batrock, but later, um, Carly calls him George. (laughs) Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and so um, like I'm like, they Badtrack's first name is George. Really, like George St. Pierre. <laughs> really, is that is that really how? It, let, let's see this. Hang on. Badtrack's name, George. George's Badtrack. Yeah, that's how George St. Pierre's name is spelled too. So that's just a coincidence, <laughs> I guess. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I didn't have subtitles on, but I only guess that because of the french that was being spoken and she mm-hmm. said i broke you out of jail so like shit she broke him out of jail before the series started like confirmed yeah um oh oh and she also said algerian prison which mm-hmm. is uh i think where we left where yeah him off yeah um in the movie but, no no uh, i thought that's where they left him off in the uh first episode they were heading towards Algeria or something, right? Uh, Li- Libya. Libya. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. They said no. He so he didn't get arrested or caught at the end of the first episode. So she broke him out of jail. He was in an Algerian prison or safe house in The Winter Soldier. 
the mm-hmm. only other time he was there. So they showed that later in Nick Fury's office, I believe. Either Nick Fury's or, um, I don't know, dude, evil uh, Redford, Robert Redford's character. Um, so she was the one who broke him out of jail before the series started. Mm-hmm. I think she's the power broker. Can yeah. say it again. Um, Could right. be. The uh, my next note is the kids playing with the shield. Mm-hmm. Put it back! Hurry! Hurry! <laughs> yeah. Um, um, my next note is I think uh, Sam says, "Got to stop looking at other people." Or no. Got to yep, stop yep. looking at society to tell you who you are or letting society tell you who you are. He and said like, something like, oh, oh, I got the quote. Uh, yeah. It might be a surprise, but it doesn't matter what Steve thought. You got to stop looking to other people to tell you who you are. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, there's one part of me that's like, yeah, of course, because, like, how I grew up and also, like, that's. I was really into punk music for a long time. And that's one of the like tenets of punk is like being individualistic, figuring, you know, do it yourself, figuring things out for yourself. And you are you and you, no one needs to judge you. And like, you shouldn't live and worry of people judging you. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, I thought about it some more and I'm, you know, recognizing no matter what society imposes on you in some way, like if, I'm fired. I'm going to feel a little bit like, oh no, if I tell people, they're going to think I'm a loser if I don't have a job and stuff like that. You know, like it's just like, it's just something it's, it creeps in, in uh, subconscious ways. And so that's something that I kind of have to acknowledge when I say like, of course you're not supposed to let other people tell you who you are, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I was going to touch on that too. Um, But yeah. I get where he's coming from. Just like, don't put all your, don't put all of how you feel about yourself into one person or anybody or, or anybody every, yeah. or everybody. If mm-hmm. your whole identity is dictated by how every other single person looks at you, that's fucked up. I'm sure a lot of YouTubers who are successful and have experienced burnout or like, just reading the comments they have had to face this, whether they've been successful or not at actually, you know, just relying on themselves as the most important opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I got some to catch up to that, which is uh, <laughs> when, when uh, Sam is like forcing them to try to fix the boat in one way and Sarah comes off comes over and she's like bye off thank you gentlemen (laughs) i don't i don't get up in the sky and tell you how to do a corkscrew or whatever or a barrel roll (laughs) yo that was a whole ass engine okay you need an engine specialist to put that thing together i don't care who you are i I don't know what they're gonna do with that disassembled engine there unless she knows how to fix it but yeah yeah it sounds like she does yeah um and then my note after that was first shot we ever saw in the teaser, finally. I think they shouldn't have done that. I think they shouldn't have had that shot in the teaser of him throwing it into the tree. Because that just gave us too much confidence knowing that he'd end up with the shield. 
That's my only thing for the marketing. I understand it. I especially understand it since we all assumed he would keep it. Um, But in terms of us being like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? I think that took a little bit of the edge off Mm -hmm. uh, having in the teaser. But my next note, which will catch us up, is I don't think either of us really understood what it felt like for a black man to be handed the shield. How could Mm -hmm. we? I owe you an apology. I'm sorry. And then Sam saying thank you. That was like, ooh, a lot of people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in this country need to hear that. Just something to think about. Just mm-hmm. any any number of things. Not just the shield, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But just like understanding you can't just decide that you know how everyone feels or what the experience is like for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did you think? Of, do you have any thoughts on that specific little chunk of their conversation? Uh, yeah, I mean, just this kind of similar stuff we've gone over. I'm not talking loud. I, my mic is I, doing something weird. I, on that. I, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna switch to this. Okay. I didn't really hear what you had said because of that, so just uh, t- tell me again. Um, okay. Uh, there we go. All right. Cool. Hang on. Can you hear me? I can hear Shit. you. the The audio quality is worse though, but it's fine. I'll just say something if you're still. Uh, tinkering around with it to fill up right. the time is this working for the oh yeah yeah it is is the audio quality clear or no yes it is okay all right yeah, what was the thing it. you said that uh i didn't hear um it's just kind of the same thing that we've been talking about like i i i don't know that like Again, I've never lived as a black person, you know, and so as I've been gathering many black people's experiences, like, sorry, it's all good. My point for that wasn't so much as like driving home that we, well, I guess it is in part that we don't understand the black experience, but being able to admit that and just be like it's okay it's okay that not all of us know firsthand what it's like mm-hmm. you know and it's okay to apologize for things like how i learned that saying i'm colorblind was the one of the dumbest fucking things i could be saying you know mm-hmm. one of the dumbest things people of color probably no, I, I, I'll say I can guarantee they still hear it and still think that's fucking dumb. Like mm-hmm. you may be trying to be an ally, but ally, but that's a that's an ignorant way to do it. Um, just like Bucky apologizes for his assumptions that it would definitely there there'd be nothing beyond cool. I'll accept it. Mm. but uh alright so my next note was I said 
to Madeline that maybe they could both be Captain America together, you know? And she said they can be Captains America. (laughs) (laughs) Just she made it plural. But I would think that would be interesting if they they took the shield and like, because they were training together, you know? Bucky kept catching it. Maybe that was just because Sam's aim was off, but Mm -hmm. he kept catching it. And at the end of uh, Civil War, like Bucky and uh, Steve were using the shield in tandem against Iron Man. So I wouldn't be mad at them sharing it, you know, Mm -hmm. going on missions and tossing it to each other. If if they proceed like they're in a buddy cop movie, maybe, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if they do get a season two, you know. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be mad if they shared the shield and didn't didn't treat it like this too sacred thing that only one person can, you know, hold on to and it be explicitly theirs. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should paint an S on the shield for Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steve Rogers. I know that, but he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like... I know, but they see this as a as a memento to honor him and a legacy to take over. So instead of an A, if they abandon the America, they could put an S. They don't need to abandon the America. It it could be some S tier crime fighting. No. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know they're not going to do something that cringy, but yeah, like I like I've said before. I, w- I wouldn't be mad at them losing the America. Um, yep. All right. What's your next note so I can catch up with you? Those were all my notes. That okay. was Yeah. All right. I got. There's a flag smashers stretch. There's just a flag smashers going one world one people. I was like, uh, good luck with that. Like. <laughs> yeah. It, it's an admirable. Do, do they want to kill? Goal. Do they want to kill half the people in the world? Is that what they want? Is like what? What's their plan? Like, what are they going to do? You know? Yeah, I've never gotten the impression that that's their plan. I have gotten the impression that they they just want to keep the status quo as it is because they saw it as an improvement to what it used to be. Yeah, I get it. But what is their plan that you kind of need? You need to know what you're going to do. What? How do they get there? Yeah, I think so far they've been having to, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I can't really solidly answer that because everything has been terroristic, terror, ter- terrorist, terroristic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, so let's just. Let me just uh, put my other notes out there. Uh, oh, I loved when Sam told Bucky that he wasn't amending. He was avenging. You know, he wasn't doing things to make others feel better about themselves or about the trauma or give them closure. He was because honestly, I'm I guarantee he was just scared. Of course, we saw him with uh I'm forgetting his name, but episode one and not telling mm-hmm. him that he killed his son. Um, and that was just powerful. That was, that and it was so good to tie it into Avengers. Like you were just punishing bad people. You were avenging. 
Mm-hmm. It was that was a beautiful line. And, yeah. and jump. I won't keep asking you. Like, do you think? What do you think about this? You know, to put you on the spot. But if you got something, just jump in. Of course. No, no. Uh, like somehow I didn't catch that line. So, like I I rewind a lot of parts to make sure I understand what's happening and everything. But like for some reason I didn't catch that part. That's a good line. That's a really good line. Yeah, so, that was. Yeah. That was the near the tail end of their um, training with the trees before mm-hmm. Bucky told him that if you need anything, I'll be there or whenever, you, you know, just hit, basically hit me up and then he left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Sarah changing her mind about giving away the boat. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam... Whew. Sam talking to her and saying, what would be the point of all the pain and sacrifice if I wasn't willing to stand up and keep fighting? Which, mm-hmm. first I thought was powerful. And then also, the video that I was watching before watching this episode was a YouTube video talking about how Brooklyn Nine-Nine is, serves a good purpose in changing real-world events. And one of them was talking about how... Uh, have you seen a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I've seen a handful of episodes and I've enjoyed them. Yeah. All right. So there's a season four episode where Terry Cruz's character gets profiled in his own neighborhood and gets arrested just literally just because he's black in mm-hmm. a nice neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And his uh, boss, his com- captain, uh, who is also black, is telling him to do what the captain has done, which is just keep your head low, don't make waves, get to a position of power, and then use that power to then make change. And it all culminates with the captain realizing that he's wrong. He, you know, if he doesn't actually report the white officer who profiled wrongly, then why did he get in that position of power if he's not going to use it? So that mm-hmm. reminded me of that as in like he, you know, Isaiah was the generation that got abused uh, for over 30 years, tested on without uh, consent and whose point of view is just walk away. Mm-hmm. And Sam has, I think we can all agree the better point of view, which is, you suffered through all of that, and now I'm going to pick up the torch and keep the fight going towards something better. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, which in such close proximity reminded me of that episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I just thought it was very powerful. I think that's a really appropriate connection that you made to uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, mm-hmm. and I couldn't agree more, for sure. It's a great episode if you haven't seen that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, <laughs> this is a weird transition, but my next note was sweaty training montage muscle emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sam which, like doing pushups. Sam doing oh, pushups right. and yeah, running yeah, yeah. and like training more mm-hmm. and doing his flips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. Those uh, floor exercise acrobatics like corkscrewing through the air and everything yeah i'm thinking some of it has to be cg but maybe it's not maybe you actually go that i probably not but it was awesome 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some uh, wire work or maybe even face replacement. I know that, like, Sam, or not Sam, Sam, but actually Anthony Mackie did some cool stunt. No, he had a stunt person on the winner, uh, on Civil War, he said. So maybe there was some face replacement. But I paused at one point in a in a spin just to wait for Maddie to go do something and come back, and it looked like Sam Sam's face. Look like Anthony Mackie's face in that mm-hmm. pose. So it, it it was either really good uh, face replacement, which shouldn't be surprising because Black Panther's suit, anytime you see it on screen, is a CGI replacement. Uh, mm-hmm. So obviously they're really good at it. Or he just got really good with these stunts. Yeah. Um, and then I just wrote, yep, Batroc... And then uh, the third battle of New York question mark, and mm-hmm. then uh, Wakanda wings again. And then Maddie said, "Maybe it's a new suit, like you did." And then I said, "New mm-hmm. suit." And uh, my post credit scene is Jesus Walker quotes uh, or uh, parentheses making his own shield. I hope that shield breaks. That, <laughs> like, you made it in his freaking garage. Give me a break, okay? Like, come on. Like, it should break in the first five minutes of the next episode. Like, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh... John Walker, he needs his own character. Like... He can call himself, I don't know, the Avenger trying to one-up them, and then he just gets arrested. I don't know. Like, Well, I know what was... I'm going to see. What was John Walker's uh, uh, supervillain name? U.S. Agent. So... We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. This is... I think I'm going to record my reaction again for while watching the final episode for the first time. But we shall see. I'm, I'm wondering if he names himself U.S. Agent, because that is the lamest name. Because <laughs> like... I, I think... I, think uh, mm, I don't know. I believe his first view uh, or his first appearance was when Cap was on ice during the Vietnam War, and that's what broke him. And then he ends up eventually, I think, tattooing the U.S. flag across his face, and he's just this like psychotic, broken super soldier that's mm-hmm. now a, a crossbones esque type villain, but with super soldier serum going through his veins. Uh, and then, oh, oh, it says he first appeared in Captain America number 323 as Super Patriot. Which is a great real word uh, that means, nope, stopped, Super Patriot definition. And it means uh, an extremely or excessively zealous or devoted patriot. So... I think that was a really good name for his first outing. Mm. Extremely or excessively zealous. But yeah, how do you want to wrap this up? I don't know. Little song? (laughs) Uh, 
Who is the man with the plan? Da, 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 or whatever the Captain America song is. I don't even know that, that that song. I know they sing it in like the celebrations in the first movie, right? Yeah, they do that as part of their tour uh, mm-hmm. when he's just a, just a, a dancing monkey. And then they also had that remix of it in episode two with the with the college band. Gotcha. So, or not remix, but like updated version. Right. But right. you said song, so that seemed the most appropriate mm-hmm. as far as I could guess. Uh, but yeah. <sighs> Do you want to make a prediction for the last episode? Because my only prediction is Wakanda Wings. And I mean, books. Carly's going down, right? Like, they're not going to end it with, oh, Flag Smashers won. So we'll see how she goes down. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because I want Carly to continue on. She has a good goal. She just is not doing it as well. If she didn't bomb people, she would be oh, really? successful. Okay, come on. You know what I mean, though. You know she's no, she I, I, she. It's she like Zemo. It, I know it's like Zemo. Yeah. He has a good or a point of view that I would agree with, but the method is no bueno. It's not good. Your point of view involves killing. That's why I can't say like you. You, like I can't endorse them, you know what I mean. Well, those two like, are are not intrinsically matched. You know, they're not guaranteed to. One doesn't is, require the other. You isn't know? that like Trump saying there's good people on both sides? No, like, no, I'm saying no, it's not <laughs> Zemo's idea that people who get too much power it corrupts them. Mm-hmm. I connect with. I I agree, and. Mm-hmm. But his solution is just kill them all, which I don't. Hers wanting a united world, I agree. And I agree that those soldiers should not have been hoarding six months worth of supplies when people really needed it and were starving around them. Mm-hmm. Do I think she should have blown them up? No, they succeeded. They got. They even got it. They had all of them uh, handcuffed up and they got all the supplies. Boom. Success. No need for a real boom. I so. find it r- really hard to separate actions and their meanings, such as with like Woody Allen. Um, actions and the individual who did them's meanings. Like that, you know, I'm, they're ra- I'm not saying they're radical views, okay? But they're different views, right? And the per- person got there partially because of who they are, you know? Like, I'm, it's hard I'm, to not separate them. Can you separate them? I'm separating the ultimate goal and how they get there for me. Okay. I okay. think the world would be better off if we reached the goal of, bless you, of one world, bless you, and stop all the fighting between countries and stop so much paranoia about our borders obviously we need to stop fighting each other for the paranoia about our borders to go away. But I think it would be better if the whole world, you know, uh, could just be on equal footing and treat each other well and yada, yada, yada. 
which sounds kind of disrespectful, just yada, yada, yada. It, but I accidentally made a connection to Seinfeld, so... <laughs> Louis <laughs> Dreyfus showing up. But, uh, yeah, the goal isn't just to... You know, one way you could succeed at that goal is the U.S. just bombing the rest of the world. I don't think that's the right way to get to there. <laughs> you, know, you kill everybody else in the whole world, and then, yeah, everyone is of one nation. But, no. So I like yeah. their goals, I, and I agree with them. I can, or I, at the very least, I can see their point in terms of Zemo. Um, and, and you know what? I, in terms of, uh, I can understand how the how killing that scientist is a necessary a necessary evil in terms of achieving that goal for Zemo. Because I mean, you know. You kill the scientist, no more super soldiers, no more new ones. You know what I mean? Um, but especially if they're a scientist who's willing to just go to any lengths to continue their research with any duplicitous piece of shit, you know? I mean, I, I, I think the footnote here is that you're not excusing him for killing the scientist. I'm not. Yeah. I, although I'm not in the same way as like, I wouldn't be mad if they killed uh, the Red Skull, you know, or mm-hmm. Thanos, or Thanos's army. I, mm-hmm. I personally, I'm not super mad about the scientist getting killed because he literally decided to go to the or uh, descend into just a seedy group and help horrible people get this power. So. You know, he he held no ethical standards for his research, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. So, sure. am I going to cry um, tears about that scientist being killed by Zemo? No more tears than I cried for uh, Thanos being killed. Mm-hmm. Killmonger being killed, I feel worse about. Because while his, his methods and the people he killed was bad, I I understood his the morals of his trouble or not trouble, his goal more. You know what I mean? Which people did Killmonger kill again? I forgot. Killmonger at least made, uh, the woman at the art Institute sick and then <coughs> went in league with, uh, Ooh, uh, claw and let claw kill the security guards and, yeah, he he killed the woman, and then he also killed his girlfriend, and he killed Claw, mm. and he was willing to invade the rest of the world to help all oppressed people. So mm. there's going to be more death on his hands. And um, I th- I think it's you know same as the last person. It's important to note you're not excusing that he killed people. Yeah, but... no, and I think he was misguided because. Actually, another video I say there was talking about the MCU. There seemed to be the two options of invade the rest of the world and liberate oppressed people, or keep out of the world completely and just let them do their own thing and keep Wakanda hidden. And Black Panther found the third option, which was to start integrating in the world and just have a positive influence without death by joining the United Nations and other things like that. Mm. So, 
Yeah, Killmonger misguided, although I I I didn't want him to die. He could he could be shown the light. He could so, be reformed. So what you're talking about how oh hey, maybe we can have like a world without borders and everything be a little bit more level and blah blah blah. Like you need a plan of how to get there. Like there's not much of a solution for this because like it, okay, it, so maybe America can be a positive force in in that struggle, right? Well, you're going to be taking money out of your people's pockets. Like, you're is the government supposed to take care of its own people? Is the government or is the government supposed to take care of other nations over its own people? You know what yeah, I mean? I'm and not, then yeah. not even do it right. Like sometimes, like just yeah, some of the things that we. I'm not saying it's realistic. I'm saying ideally. Right. That would and, be you best know, for everyone. We can do things that are fair to other countries, you know? It's not like we have to shit on them. It's not like we have to, like, give them nothing, you know? Like, each of our presidents have tried to do something for smaller countries. Like, even George Bush was like, yo, mosquito nets for certain countries in Africa so that they don't get malaria, you know? Like, all and, of our presidents have tr- done, Trump even though it's wanted, Trump uh, And Trump wanted to let Iran become a nuclear power again. Very noble of him, I said sarcastically. Yeah, I I have no idea the politics behind all those that, those uh. happenings, but like, yeah, I'm not saying it's realistic. I'm saying I I agree with the end goal, not how they're not every step of the way they're getting mm-hmm. there, right? Because I think if Carly had not done that bombing. And then I, I don't think anything would have escalated past that and it would have been fine. And, you know, she ultimately wouldn't have been, wouldn't have done enough horrible stuff that she would deserve some horrible end to her story kind of mm. deal. So You want to hear something kind of crazy? Yes. So we're 30 right i mean you're about 30 i know you're not exactly 30 um i'm I'm an old man 31 and i'm about to be 32 in september yeah so like you know let's just say 1990 is when we were born if you go back 30 years from 1960 right at is it my audio again just uh just after you said born in 1990 let me try something real quick okay okay all right, so I'll I'll just fill up time since I'm not going to edit this before I post it because everything. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. And this thing is messing up still. Ugh. Okay. That that those. So, so we do that. Can you say it something? Sounds worse. Yeah. Uh. Well, let me just really say my my predictions for the next episode are Wakanda wings, uh, sail off in the boat, and um. Oh, there was something else, but. Whatever. Hello? Huh? Okay, there we go. Everything's working now. Okay. All right. There should be no audio pops or whatever. Um, Good. Yeah. I forgot what All I was right. saying, though. You so. were saying 30 years ago. You were about to say 30 years ago, 1960. Right. So 30 years before 1990 was 1960, the World War II, like, almost just ended. Like, basically just ended right then. It's like was not really that far ago yeah. like hitler was like 
running around and fucking shit up and, and trying to invade other nations and killed millions of pe- people like that was just that was not long ago you know just putting in perspective to our age yeah we like to say never forget for 9-11 because it was an attack specifically against us on our soil but mm-hmm. we forget so quickly our own history or the history of the world <sighs> you mean like Pearl Harbor or what I mean how quickly are we going to forget that a group of people almost took over Capitol Hill and tried overthrowing democracy yeah did they have guns though like they're trying to mess things up but like you guarantee it oh yeah i mean i'd be shocked if they didn't i'm i just put uh moisturizer on my hands so can you google did the capitol hill riot uh have guns (laughs) sorry but what was your point by saying 1960 that was 30 years before 1990, roughly when we were born. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Like, it was just, like, the span of our lives. Just one span further back. Ah. Yeah. Okay. All right, but yeah, that's all I got for this. I think we'll wrap up once you confirm if there were guns at the Capitol Hill riot. They um. had stun guns, pepper spray, baseball bats flagpoles wielded his clubs and then they shot that one lady uh capital police did right so yeah um yeah well then yeah all right well we'll see uh episode six next week apologies again if there was no regular minute episode on i love you three thousand minutes or x minutes uh it's been I just felt a little tired thinking about everything. But uh, yesterday I moved some heavy stuff with Christian and now I've been moving some heavy stuff into my van and my legs have been hating me all day today before Mm. doing that. But uh, yeah, next week we'll record this, uh, I think, after Richard and I have plans of he's helping me finish my move into my new place because he's a gent. Um, yeah, I'm Brian and Richard and we'll see you next week or hear you or you'll hear us and we won't hear you. The end. Deuces, guys. (laughs)